Welcome to the United Cast, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for Man United. I'm your host Matthew and we're not here to review a game today. Well, there was one last night which was the defeat against Real Sociedad. Um, but I said on the episode I was going to take some time and talk about the situation with Eric Bailey. Um, I'm also going to add to that as you've seen from the title and talk about the James Garner situation. Um, both are not good situations, both are annoying, baffling and just confusing situations, and the interesting part about them is they're both in different contexts, um, yeah, both both in different contexts, but both very disappointing and very, um, uh, very, very, very annoying to see. So Eric Bailey, um, who's obviously a defender for Manchester United, and James Garner, who's a central defensive midfielder for Manchester United. Uh, In the transfer window, just gone, um, Eric Bailey was um, sold to... No, sorry, loaned to Marseille um, in France, of course. Um, And they have a fee... Which, from what I believe, is a very it's a very weird transfer situation there. But from what I understand and from what I've read, is um, he's gone on loan there. If Marseille qualify for the Champions League, which I don't know why they wouldn't, I don't know if they regularly qualify for the Champions League, they have a mandatory clause to buy Eric Bailey for fifteen million. Um, not really seen like a mandatory purchase clause if you qualify for the Champions League. I've not really seen that before. And James Garner was sold to Everton in the same league as Man United for fifteen million with a buyback clause. That buyback clause hasn't been detailed as far as I've seen. Neither of these two transfers make any sense and they're both very weird deals to do. Let's focus on the Bailey situation first. There's a bit more of sort of comments that have come out since then. Nothing's been really said about the Garner situation, but there's a lot to discuss with the Bailey situation. So Eric Bailly, um who has you know started playing for Marseille now, they've been playing games probably and all that type of stuff, um, came out with a statement and basically said it's disappointing that Man United and the club prefer English players, which he's not English, of course. He's right. Um, Now, if you narrow down the specific context of Bailey's comments, he's talking about Harry Maguire, really. Um, Eric Bailey is a centre-back, could play in a back five, couldn't really play left or right back, couldn't really play midfield. Bailey's position is a centre-back. Harry Maguire's position is a centre-back. Now, what he's probably more referring to is the Ole Gunnar Solskjaer era, the three years or two and a bit, however you want to count that, and parts or most of the Ralph Ragnick era. I don't think he's really talking about the Ten Hag era. I don't think... Because by by the time we'd agreed to let him go... We'd barely played any football under Ten Hag. We barely have now, but um, I don't think he's talking about that specific era. 
If you look at the squad that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and mostly Ralph played as well, uh, Ralph Ragnick played, it was David De Gea in goal, which obviously he's not English, but you know he was he's been the preferred keeper for years. Aaron Wan-Bissaka, Harry Maguire, Victor Lindelof, and Luke Shaw. It's mostly English. Three out of the four of those players are English. Uh, Wan-Bissaka, Maguire, and Luke Shaw. Lindelof isn't English, of course. Then if you look at the midfield situation, again, this is classic, like, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer territory. It was McTominay and Fred. McTominay is not English, but he's still British, so the, the same logic still essentially applies. Um, that was Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's preferred team, and that was mostly how we played on the Ralph, as far as I remember. I remember it being Maguire and Lindelof for the most part, until, until Varane came in. But it ended up being Varane and Maguire. So what's the what's the consistent factor there? Tara Maguire. Tara Maguire's English. Um, Eric Bailey isn't. Now a lot of people have come out after this and said like, oh, you know, Bailey was always injured, and that 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 therefore makes Maguire more available. That's why he played. Da 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 da. da. Yeah, Eric Bailey had an injury problem and was not available for, you know, certain games for Manchester United. But towards the end of last season, where we really started crumbling, and I mean really started crumbling, it was still Maguire and Lindelof that were being chosen. And I specifically remember... On the United cast for those episodes, because I go through the list of players, I give my player ratings, I talk about the players, I talk about who was on the bench, the subs that were used, if I agree with the subs, you know, the analysis that you go through with the game. And probably, I'm going to estimate the last 10 to 15 games of the season, Eric Bailey was fit, ready and available on the bench. Wasn't being subbed on, wasn't being used, wasn't being injured in training. Was perfectly fine and ready to use. But week after week after week, it was it was either Maguire, it was either usually Maguire and Lindelof or Maguire and Varane. Obviously Varane had been signed at that point. Um, obviously we had a bit of a problem where Varane started getting injured more. So you were seeing Lindelof and Maguire more and more and more. And whether you want to talk about the Ralph era or whether you want to talk about the Ollie era, again, I don't think the Ten Hag era applies with this situation. No matter what performance Harry Maguire or Lindelof put in, forget Varane because Varane was actually good for the games that he was able to play. No matter what happened with the two of them, they played week in, week out, and specifically Harry Maguire played week in, Week out, Lindelof would have bits and pieces of games where he'd do alright, but a number of times where like, oh, Maguire's at fault for that goal, Maguire's at fault for this goal, and the way that Maguire was dealing with that situation was not good. Um, and what could Eric Bailey do? He wasn't being chosen. The smart thing to do at that point would have been to drop Harry Maguire and to play Eric Bailey, or Axel Tanzebi, or Tendon Mengi. Or 
maybe Phil Jones. Because Varane was injured. Those were your other options. But week after week after week, for months on end, no matter what performance, no matter how many goals we let in, Maguire and Lindelof or Maguire and Varane were being chosen over and over and over again. There's probably three, there's usually three reasons as to why I point to as to why Maguire wasn't being dropped. He's English, he was the captain, and his price tag, £80 million, which, yeah, not good looking back on that now. Now, naturally, um, the discussion was, oh, Varane has been signed, he's going to partner Harry Maguire. Makes sense, you know, Varane, Champions League, Champions League winning Varane, um, 40, 50 million, can't remember how much it cost, Varane, you you don't really drop Raphael Varane. And we've seen this season, these opening, what, couple of games? When we made the switch to drop, when Ten Hag made the switch to drop Harry Maguire and partner Martinez, obviously a new signing, with Raphael Varane, infinite improvement, an instant improvement, no, no question about that. And you go to last night, um, obviously Eric Bailey's not in the picture, so to speak. Maguire and Lindelof drop another stinker, I gave them both zeros. Last night, I thought Martinez was our man of the match. And Martinez only played half the game last night. Well, around about half the game. Second half substitution. And as a result of that, what happened with Eric Bailey? He got sent on loan. Now, there is another piece of this discussion I want to bring in, which involves Axel Twanzebi, who is English... So there's a caveat to that, of course, because the the, the point here is, you know, Barry Bailey saying the club favoured English players. Twanzebi is English. Axel Twanzebi, right? And this again, if you want to bring up the whole like Maguire captain, eighty million price tag, those are probably the reasons he got picked over Twanzebi. Axel Twanzebi in a Champions League game a couple of seasons ago. Put Mbappe and Neymar in his back pocket. What happened after that? What happened after that? Back five we played. Okay, very, very defensive. But you know, when you're dealing with... Was Messi playing with for them at the point? I think it was Di Maria, Mbappe, Neymar. I, I think that was their front line. But it was Mbappe and Neymar who, who were making the... Uh, the um, What do you call it? Taking the spotlight. So Axel Twanzebi puts in the game of his life. Plays incredibly well. What happened to him after that? Maguire continued to be chosen alongside Lindelof. Twanzebi was not put on the bench. He was dropped from the team and then sent on loan. Does that make any sense? No, it doesn't. It doesn't make any sense at all. So there's two factors here, which is, yes, the preference over English players, you know, where you talk about the back line, who were not putting in good performances. Wambasaka started falling off. Lindelof did start falling off as well. Maguire did. Luke Shaw did. And both Ollie and Ralph. Less so with Ralph, but Ollie refused to change it. And you had 
other talented players like Eric Bailey who were just not being chosen at that point. So there's, there's two ways of looking at that. There's the Twanzebi angle and there's the Maguire angle. The Maguire angle is this player's dropping stinkers week in, week out for months, if not years. He's not being dropped. He's an £80 million British, English captain and he's not being dropped. Twanzebi is not the captain and it did not cost £80 million. Puts in the game of his life and basically gets dropped and sent on loan so that Maguire can continue to play. So you, if you're like a bit of an outsider and you're not familiar with Man United, you would look at that and you would you would listen to what I've just said and you'd think, okay, Matt, why didn't they play, you know, Bailey, Twanzebi, Varane, or a mixture of those players? That would have made sense, wouldn't it? That that would have that would have made a lot of sense, wouldn't it? Um, because usually in the world of football, you're supposed to drop the players that play bad, not the players that are just put in their game of the life. And then being sent on loan. And you look at Eric Bailly. Who put in some just incredible performances. Sent out on loan with this weird Champions League clause to buy thing. But who continued to get picked? Who continued to get played? Harry Maguire continued to get played. Who else continued to get played? Victor Lindelof. And both of them have been terrible for the last couple of years. There's been games here and there where Lindelof has been better. But Lindelof's not the one that I'm focusing on here. It's Harry Maguire. Um, you would you could almost look at the selection of Harry Maguire and think, okay, you're blocking the progress of... Because Twanzebi's still relatively young. I think he's 24, 25. For the last three years basically you've been blocking this player's progress to feed into the first team because that's what you do with young players you feed them into the first team they start dropping a couple of good performances you think oh you know maybe put them on the bench give them a few more minutes ease them into the team and then once they start playing really really well maybe you start them for a game or two maybe they continue playing well and you carry on from there not the other situation where you've got somebody like Harry Maguire who is turning really slow, is pointing at other players to do his job. I don't know if some of you have noticed, because I, I didn't notice initially and I started hearing about it, <clears throat> and then I started paying a bit more attention. If you look at some of the goals we've conceded over the last couple of years, the ones where Maguire's been in defence, he actually points at other players and says, no, can you go and mark this player? And it's like, mate, you're supposed to be marking somebody. Who, who are you marking? It's 11 versus 11, and okay, the goalkeeper's don't, it's 10 versus 10 for outfield players, because the goalkeeper doesn't mark players. Everybody's got a player that they mark, right? Um, whether it's the striker, the winger, attacking midfielder, you, know, you could have one up front, you could have two up front, you could have different formations. Everybody's supposed to have a player that they mark. Who are you marking? Why are you pointing at everybody else to do your job? Um... Some of the, some of the, because I've seen like some montages of games that I've seen before, of like here's all the mistakes that Harry Maguire's made. It's astonishing that this player has not been dropped. I don't think any other club or any other manager does that. Really, I re- I really really don't. Um, and what has it resulted in? Eric Bailey, who's was well, supposed to be the focal point of this topic here, 
being dropped and sent on loan basically to be sold a year later. Because um, in terms of both Ghana and Bailey, I, I don't think you'll, you'll see them in, in the United shirt again. I, I really don't. So yeah, in conclusion with the Eric Bailey um, saga, uh, I think he got done dirty. Um, I think the comments about like, oh, well, he gets injured all the time and he wasn't available. I, I would I would go with a 50-50 on that. Um, or more, more sort of 75-50 in the case of like, okay, that was an issue at points, but... There's been loads of games. There's been loads of games where he's been available, where he's either been on the bench, or not even you know selected at all. And yeah, again, you you just have to look at. And I don't I don't mean to pick on Maguire, or whatever. And it doesn't really feel like I'm picking on him necessarily. And he doesn't pick himself, you know. But in terms of the club, like. This guy's just dropping zero out of tens almost week in, week out. Maybe twos, maybe fours at certain points. But, I mean, honestly, if I was to look at some of the other big clubs in the Premier League, so let's say City, um, Liverpool, Chelsea, Arsenal, Tottenham, right? Those are sort of the other big clubs. I wouldn't. I don't see them doing this, this kind of thing. I mean, literally, if you're talking about centre-backs... <laughs> And you want to talk about Man City. I know obviously they've got different owners. Pep Guardiola's had different backing. But again different football club. Like literally. They brought Mangala I think it was. One of the ones that didn't work. 30-40 million. Just you know. Uh, he didn't work out. Then they went, went and brought Nathan Ake. And then eventually they just. What they, what they did. Was they kept buying centre-backs. Until Pep was like. Okay I'm happy with these now. We can stop buying centre-backs. And obviously, you know, Vincent Company was 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 a big uh, part of that. And obviously, the captain, Vincent Company, fantastic player, undoubtedly. Um, so he got his like because every manager needs to have their kind of their commanding centre back. You know, like Vincent Company for them, Van Dijk kind of for Liverpool, uh, for Chelsea that would be Thiago Silva maybe. Um, for Arsenal, I don't really know who that would be. For Tottenham, I don't really know who that would be. But you've got to have like your commanding players in your team. Harry Maguire was supposed to be that. He isn't and won't become that. I'm not saying Eric Bailey could have been, but he should have been selected a lot more than what Maguire was. And even you know, even if you look away from Maguire, Lindelof for long periods of time was dropping stinkers week in week out, zero out of tens week in week out. It may have been because of the partnership with Maguire. But then maybe you drop you drop one or both of them at least, and you you know you give other players a chance. And if Varane was injured, the next player to to have chosen would have been Eric Bailey. Um, yeah, and I remember um, what was it? There was an Instagram thing before the end of last season, and so this is when Ralph was in charge. And. Someone, I think somebody on Instagram commented on like, "Hey, I want to see Varane and Bailey." This was obviously before Martinez was was at the club. This was before Ten Hag and everything else like that. And he liked the comment, and people noticed that because you know people notice that type of stuff. Liked the comment, and I myself remember saying for weeks, if not a couple of months, saying like, "Hey, no, our, our best two centre back pairing at the time was Varane and Bailey, but it kept being Varane and Maguire or Maguire and Lindelof." Um, 
And there's there's another side of this argument as well, which is, okay, Maguire is chosen often because of his availability. And yes, Maguire doesn't get injured very often. But to use that as an argument, as a point towards, like a point against Bailey's argument, is like, okay, just because a player's available a lot, it doesn't mean that they're, if they're not good enough, which Maguire hasn't been and Lindelof hasn't been, that doesn't mean that you should pick them. Um... So yeah, it's just it's really really disappointing to see the treatment of this player, and uh, yeah, it's just uh, I I was rooting for this guy for the longest time. If you if you listen to the United cast, um, since you know last end of last season and prior, you would know how much I was rooting for Eric Bailey to succeed, um, and I think even before we bought Varane. So if you want to go even further back. I was championing championing Bailey and Twanzebi because again that was around the time when Twanzebi put in that performance and after that he was just sent on loan. But no, it was just Maguire and Lindelof week in week out under Ole. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's really disappointing. But I'm wishing Bailey the best at Marseille. He's not technically left Manchester United. He's on loan currently, but um, I think he'll probably end up leaving. Unfortunately, I don't think I don't think you'll see Eric Bailey. In a Man United shirt again, which is unfortunate. But hey, at least we've got Verona Martinez. At least Martinez is a sort of light at the end of that tunnel, so to speak. Uh, it's still very, very disappointing though. Um, so yeah, that's the Eric Bailey situation. So yeah, for, for those of you listening, do you agree? Do you disagree? Do you think that the club favours? I, I wouldn't just say English players. I would say British because there's certainly been a lot of favouritism towards Scott McTominay, who's you know Scottish but still British. And the issue there is obviously, you know, oh, academy player, he's British, and you have to start him all the time. Um, so, so yeah, um, which obviously is where the Donny van der Beek conversation comes into it, but I've, we've spoken about that before. Uh, anyways, take a quick little break, and then we'll talk about the uh, James Garner situation. See you in a minute. Alright, we are sponsored by Manscaped currently at the moment. Uh, they are a men's uh, service that sell men's grooming products that's what they sell and if you would like to have a look at their different products different uh razors shavers ears nose hair trimmers you know things to cut your hair with um boxes pants deodorants that type of stuff uh they've got lots and lots of different men's you know healthcare type of uh items that you can go and buy in terms of the quality of them because of course they have sent me some stuff so i can look at it and try it out and tell you all about it uh, from the packaging to the way the items are stored in the packaging itself to the actual items all very first-hand very professional high-end quality uh, you don't need to look you don't need to look anywhere else for your man's um, healthcare men's healthcare products because Manscaped has got you covered uh, so before you even start googling, googling them before you start looking them up you can simply go back to your podcast player wherever you're listening to this episode and look in the link in the show notes click on that and that will take you over to Manscaped's website so you can have a look. They've got different sets of things as well. Uh, they've got individual items so you can either buy sets of things, individual items, whatever you would like to do so. Um, so uh, yeah, check out what they've got. And once you've selected what you want, either for yourself or somebody else or both, depending on the occasion. Uh, once you get to that promo code box in the checkout, you can either copy and paste or type in from the show notes. Uh, sorry, copy and paste from the show notes or type in UK. that's E-T-A-L-K-U-K. Uh, that will get you 20% off, so you click apply. That will get you 20% off your order and free shipping with Manscaped. So go and check out what they've got. Great stuff over there. 
really high-end quality. Uh, you don't need to look anywhere else for your men's healthcare product. So go and check all that stuff out. Manscaped, 20% off. E-Talk UK, E-T-A-L-K UK. Thanks to Manscaped for sponsoring Entertainment Talks podcast. And thank you very much for listening. Now let's talk about James Garner. Hi there, if you're looking to get started with a website of your own and a domain name, we've got good news for you. With our affiliate link with Kualu, you can click on that link which is in your show notes, which is for our affiliate link. You can go over to Kualu to get started with your website and domain name today. They've also got a very handy chat support system, which is usually in the bottom right hand corner, to send messages back and forth to Kualu if you'd like to ask them for help to get started with your domain name and website today. So that's Kualu, and you can use them to get started with your website and domain name today. Thank you very much to Kualu for this affiliate link. Hi there, if you'd like to get rid of the ads in Entertainment Talks podcasts and listen to the ad-free versions of our episodes, we've got good news for you there as well. You can subscribe to Entertainment Talk at either the $5 level tier or $10 level tier. The $5 level tier will get you access to all of Entertainment Talks previous ad-free podcasts and the future ad-free podcasts that we make in the month that you're subscribed for. If you also subscribe to us at the $10 level tier, that will get you that benefit that I've just mentioned, and it'll also grant you access to request a review for two episodes of a TV show and a general discussion on that show, or a film review of your choice. So if if there's a TV show out there or a film that we've not covered perhaps and you'd like our opinion on it, we can watch two episodes of that TV show or film review. So it's one of either of those per month. Of course, if you continue subscribing each month, you can pick a TV show, then a film the next month and so on and so forth. This is a great way to support entertainment talk, get your ad-free podcasts and also get some reviews of your choice. Thank you very much for supporting us and thank you for listening. Back to the show. Alright, so James Garner, um, yeah, young, promising talent, um, was sold to Everton this summer. I believe, um, Bailey and Garner's transfer, uh, yeah, transfer fee was the same. I think they were both 15 million. Now, you'd look at that and you'd think, okay, why are Manchester United agreeing to sell with a buyback clause? Because that means something, doesn't it? Uh, sell a young upcoming player who's about, I think he's about 21, 22 years old. So very, very young. Um, in a position that we've needed players for, that midfield, that centre defensive midfield position. Was at loan, was on loan at Nottingham Forest for two seasons. Did very, very, very well over there. Um, lots of people that watched them play said he was very, very impressive. Played a small, very, very small smidge portion of preseason looked good in preseason, and was sold to Everton for fifteen million with a buyback clause. I don't actually know what that means, but um, and he was just gone. That's it. It's done. Um, no, no loan this time. If it was a loan to Everton or a loan to a different club, that would make sense. If it was a case of like, okay, he's not quite ready yet. He just needs one more year. Loan him somewhere else. That would have been fine. Now, we don't know all of the ins and the outs of the club. We don't know what Ten Hag says to these players. We don't know what the players say to Ten Hag. We don't know what the players say to the club, vice versa. Because there's three um, parts to all these transfers, right? What does the player want to do? What does the manager want to do? And what does the club want to do? And again, going back to Bailey's comments, he said about preferring English 
I can't remember if it's a British or English, but almost the same thing. Preferring English players. So you've got you've got a bit of a Brexit Academy thing bias towards the club. That's true. Um who does Eric Ten Hag want in his team? That's another factor. And where does the player want to go? Is the player happy? Are they not? Do they believe that they're going to get game time under Eric Ten Hag? That's another factor to the uh, equation. We don't know all of the variables for both of these things. For, for both of these players, sorry. Now when you look and you look at... And I don't mean to pick on him, but he is a part of the equation. Scott McTominay, another midfield player. Who has played consistently for the last three and a bit years. Again, was part of the favoured... Ole Gunnar Solskjaer team lineup, the same one that was the problematic one. Again, it's that it's it's that back line in the middle too, right? You've got Wambasaka, Maguire, Lindelof, Shaw, Fred, and McTominay. It doesn't work. That is a combination of six players. Doesn't work. Um, there's variables of that that you could possibly try, but that as a lineup does not work. It worked in some games, but longevity. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer found out that that doesn't work because it means that you get beaten very badly by opposition teams and you get sacked so okay last two seasons okay Garner Garner wasn't even at the club he was on loan fair enough that's what you do sometimes with young players if you believe a young player is promising but you don't think you're going to find them minutes but you want them to get minutes elsewhere you loan them out it's a perfectly normal thing to do comes back this season and you've got a situation where okay Pogba's going Matic is going Matic, who is more in the position that Ghana plays, matters going. You know, you had a number of midfielders that are going to be going. Scott McTominay still there. Fred's still there. Donny van der Beek was there. And um, Bruno Fernandes was there. Those those were our four midfielders. Obviously, now we've got Eriksen. We've got um, Casemiro. And we've got... Um, what's his name? Yeah, Casemiro and... Do we only sign two midfielders? Casemiro, Eriksen... Well, Donny, of course, still there, um, who's currently injured. And you thought, okay, not as many midfielders, but you've got the likes of Hannibal, Iqbal, Garner coming around. Iqbal, who's still at the club. Um, Hannibal, I believe, has gone on loan to Birmingham, but Garner was sold to Everton. So again, nothing wrong with what's happened with uh, with Maybury. Nothing wrong that's happened with Iqbal. In fact, Iqbal was on the bench last night against Real Sociedad, which is good. Good to sort of get him in there. You're going to have a lot of competitions and everything. Uh, Maybury, Hannibal Maybury, if Ten Hag thought, okay, you're great, but I want to loan you out. No problem with that at all. Um, so Ghana comes back and you're automatically, you're automatically kind of thinking, okay, Matic, veteran of the club, he's leaving you got a young, promising player who plays in the same position coming in, and you've got another one there in Scott McTominay who's not proven himself over the three years. So you're looking at the three variables, and you're thinking, okay, Matic out, Garner's coming back, McTominay's still there. So we just spent the last two years of this person's life sending him out on loan so that he could be, you know... He could get game time, could develop himself, all this type of stuff. So why are you selling that player? Like selling 
him. And again, don't don't try and get me with this whole like oh, the buyback clause. I I can't remember the last time I even heard that for a transfer. Usually, it's the case. The, the the usual three things you'll see is a simple just like okay, transfer fee agreed, players gone. That's that. Or you'll see a loan deal, or you'll see um two variables of the same deal, which will be a loan move with no option to buy. And a loan move with a with an option to buy. Um, of course, if you loan a player and you don't have the option to buy, you could obviously still just go back in anyway and um, negotiate a new deal. But the with buy option already sets a price. So what the club can do is once that loan period is over, they can go, okay, we've got the option. Did you play well? Do you fit in? Do the manager still want you? Do we still have the same manager? And then you can have that option to buy them. But this whole like buyback clause is just it's it's just nonsense. Um, but no, like it, it's it's shocking, isn't it? Like we looked at our midfield last season so many times and thought like we really need a hardworking, preferably younger. Like I think most fans were thinking like twenty-seven years old, because um, you don't want another like Emmanuel Casemiro is thirty or thirty-one, which is not too old, but not too young either it's just sort of a good age um and i think Man united fans were kind of thinking like okay ghana maybe you don't like throw him in the first team and start him week in week out you nurture him into the team you put him on the bench you play him for 10 20 minutes you play him in cup games you play him in europa league games okay does doesn't mean you start him against chelsea arsenal liverpool man city you know away from home tough game it doesn't mean that you do that but you know try and like bed him into the team um but no the club wanted to wanted to sell him and i think what's happened here that there seems to be like again something just going on with scott mctominay i think um british again going back to that thing academy player um but it's it's i mean sure we got casemiro there now and he'll be great but in terms of looking at like okay Matic went and we knew we knew Garner was on an option on the table he was just on loan so we were kind of letting you know Matic and McTominay and Fred sort of play those roles until Garner was available and you just kind of would have thought like okay Matic has served his time he's done really well he's gonna go that's fine um we got a young player who you know is uh is ready because what I thought the idea could have been is like you drop McTominay you play the Casemiro is the player that starts and okay he didn't play well last night whatever and you use Ghana as a younger backup version to Casemiro um, like again Casemiro would have been the one that or could be still the one that plays you know the big games the big tough games because it's easily experienced first 11 player but in smaller games or in cup games you you could either have brought Garner on with 30 minutes to go. You could have started him in games. Put a bit of trust in him. See what he can do. But no, the club just decided to sell him. And I think it's um, it's it's weird. It's really weird. Because even though... like If I look at Eric Bailey and Garner... And I don't really want to try to compare their situations. Because I do think that they're different. And obviously Eric Bailey was here for a long time. Garner was here for a bit of time. But most of that time was spent on loan. Um... Bailey was at least given 
30 to 40 percent of the game time he should have had. Garner was not. Was he ever in in a run of games? I don't understand why the club decided like, no, we're not going to give this guy a chance. He's going to be sold. And Everton came in, and let letting a young promising player go for that cheap as well, fifteen million. We don't seem to get a lot of money for our players, do we? We we either don't get a lot of money for our players, or we let them go for free, like Lingard and L- Lingard and Pogba and Matic and Matter and Cavani <laughs> and all these other players. Um, to me, it's just but both situations are very bad business for Manchester United, especially the Ghana stuff, because. You can make an argument about Bailey, like, okay, he was 28, was he going to make it? I don't know, but he wasn't really given a full, full chance. Garner, you'd look and you'd think, you haven't even given this guy a chance, and you've you've tr- you've sold him for very, very cheap. Because um, Everton probably look at that and think, cheers, you know, two two years at loan, you develop this player, we'll, we'll, we'll grab him for 15 million. Cheers for that, you know. For, for Everton, it's very, very good business. Um, but for May United, it really, really isn't. It doesn't make um, really any sense at all. So, um, but I mean, I, I mean, in terms, I mean, in terms of bad business, um, you just have to look at like there's two there's two specific examples you'd look at, right? Paul Pogba last summer, I believe Juventus came in. I think it was Juventus. And said, we'll take Pogba off of you. Is it 90 million that they offered? They offered a lot of money. Somebody offered a lot of money for Pogba at some point. I remember that happening. And we went, nah, we're not going to take that. And then he just ran down his contract and left for free. Jesse Lingard, last season, maybe the season before, he went on loan in like a January period, didn't he? Went on loan to West Ham, did really, really well. Came back, had a year left on his contract. And... West Ham went, can we have him for 30 million? And we were like, nah, it's not enough money. It's not enough money. A year later, his contract runs down, he goes for free. So if it was 90 million for Pogba, which I think it was, and it was 30 for Jesse, it's 120 million that you've lost. <laughs> 120 million. Um, And we the, the annoying thing is now you look at like, Okay, so it's like right now we really need players like what a striker, maybe another right back, um, probably one more midfielder. Um, some people would argue a goalkeeper. I don't quite think so. See, I would say we need another centre back, but my argument would be don't get rid of the one that you just got rid of. <laughs> you know, the the centre back options I wanted for this season were Mengi, who could have been like a rotational upcoming player. Twanzebi, who could have kind of been the same thing, but he's a bit older. Varane, preferably starting. Martinez, preferably starting. Um, and Eric Bailey. You know, and what you would do then, you'd have three players. You'd have Bailey, Martinez, Varane. Two of those are injury prone, which is okay. Why that's okay is because you can use Martinez as your main commanding centre-back, which he has been. And rotate Bailey... And Varane when one of them gets injured. And then what you can do for cup games. Or Europa League games. Or you know substitutions. Is bed. Twanzebi and Mengi into the team. And obviously we still got Phil Jones. I, I would have gotten rid of Lindelof and Maguire. I don't think they're good enough. Um, Jones I think has just had his time at Man United. Is, is the nice way to say that. Um, 
but yeah, that would have been my five centre back options. I think that's good, pretty good enough for uh, for the season, um, especially considering like, okay, Varane, Martinez have like been really commanding at centre back last couple of games. Um, you put Bailey as like a bench option or like a okay if Varane gets injured option. It's pretty good. It's pretty good rotational three centre backs, I think. Um, so yeah, yeah, and then with midfield. I would probably have had Casemiro starting next to Donny, which could still happen. Eriksen further up. I would have gotten rid of Fred and McTominay. I would have brought in... Um, well, Ghana. Ghana would have been kind of my backup option, backup option for Casemiro. You've still got, like, Iqbal. You've still got Savage. You've still got... I mean, we were supposed to get De Jong. He would have obviously been a good option. Uh, obviously got Bruno Fernandez. He he could have Bruno could be rotating with Eriksen, Garner and Casemiro as like the defensive midfield option, and then maybe De Jong if he would have arrived or a different option. You got like Iqbal, like I said, rotating with Donny. Uh, but no, we still have McTominay starting. We still have Fred in the team, so that is what it is. So, um, but yeah, we've we've let both these players go. I think one has been done very very dirty, and I think the other one has just prematurely had his May United career ended when he didn't really get... Because like, like what, what I mean, right, is Bailey at least did have some time, but not enough time, not enough chances. Garner never got given a chance, right? Like, he sent on loan for two years, that makes sense, because it's fine to do that. Um, But, you know, um, just never got given... I mean... Did Garner ever start a first eleven Premier League game, or on the bench for one? Because I don't remember that happening. I don't remember that happening. Um, but we do still have Charlie Savage, who looks like a decent young prospect, and it's good to have prospect. It's good to have a good mix of players, right? You want to have players that are like a bit more veteran type age. You want to have players that are in their prime. You want to have players that are like coming up to their prime, and you want to have those young prospect players. It's the idea of rotating your squad. At the moment, you'd have like Casemiro as a sort of prime. You know, he's 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 in his prime. You know, leading going towards that veteran age, but in his prime type player, Donny, who sort of should be in his prime right now, isn't quite being given a chance, but he's actually injured. Then you would have had like Garner, Iqbal, Savage as like your prospect up and coming sort of young players, and then you'd have had like you'd have had obviously you know. Um, Ericsson and Bruno as your starting 11 rotating players. So, there we go. Uh, but yeah, no more Ghana, no more Bailey. And I know that there's like, okay, options for them to come back. I, I think that they're both gone. I, I do. I don't want them to both be gone. Um, I think Bailey should be starting games and I think Ghana should be like a bench upcoming prospect option, but. They play for different teams now. Um, but good luck to James Garner over at Everton. I have no idea how they're going to do over there. Um, hopefully he doesn't get relegated with them. Because they're not a good team, Everton. Um, got that going on. And then you've got Eric Bailey. Uh, good luck to you in the French League. Um, yeah, just good luck to you. Uh, I don't know if that's where Bailey will finish his career. Because he is like 28, 29. But 28, 29 is prime age for, for, for a footballer. I would say kind of like... 27 to 33 ish is kind of prime age some people would argue 25 
Um, but I would say about 27 to 33. And then 33 plus is like veteran sort of age. So like, you know, Ronaldo. I know Ronaldo's 37, but still. Still counts for that. Anyway, let me know your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments. What do you think of the fates of um, Bailey and Garner? Did you want to see more of them? I certainly did, especially above other players that have just been terrible the last couple of years. Uh, why do you think that they're both gone? Do you agree with Eric Bailey's statements about like British players being favoured? I think there's certainly a case to be made. You know, look at the likes of Luke Shaw, Wambasaka, Maguire certainly, McTominay certainly. Uh, the two biggest culprits here, kind of. I would say is McTominay and Maguire. Those those are the two those are the two specific players that have kind of got in Bailey and Garner's way. Um, and McTominay has been chosen over Garner because McTominay's still here and Garner isn't. And Bailey's just on the on, on the wrong end of that. Those other choices. So there you go. Anyway, let me know your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments. Um, what options? What so specifically with centre centre backs and centre midfielders, which is what we're talking about here. What options would you have also liked to have seen? Um, players coming in, players going, and don't try not to turn it into FIFA. You know, it's not a case of where we could have brought like Koulibaly or something. Uh, I've tried to keep mine realistic, obviously, with players that we do have or did have. So, um, yeah, let me know your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments. Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org. Twitter eTalkUK, there's a contact page and information in your show notes. Email box on the website version of the episode and a clickable email name in your show notes as well. In the meantime, you can find everything else that we do on entertainmenttalk.org. Uh, TV, games, films, main night podcast, take a look out for all those. Um, just a bit of an update on the United cast. Um, obviously no games this weekend because of the passing of the Queen. If you agree or disagree, that's up to you. That's what's happening anyway. Uh, no Premier League games. I think there was no games from today to Monday. I don't know about. I don't know about midweek games. Obviously, that's in Europe. That's a bit of a different competition. So we'll see what happens on Thursday. By the way, um, I mentioned on the previous United cast, the Real Sociedad defeat, that I wouldn't be able to watch the whole game on Thursday because I've got something else entertainment talk related going on. I didn't know that the game was at 5.45 on Thursday, if that game still happens. Um, so, if the game does go ahead at 5.45, I actually will have time to do a normal United cast episode, because it will be... I thought the kickoff was at 8 o'clock, because why would I think any different? But yeah, 5.45 is Europa League game uh, on Thursday. I'll just about be home in time for that, which would be good. Um, so yeah, should be normal United cast Thursday. There will be no United cast on Sunday, because obviously uh, of what's going on. Which we will deal with that, of course. But the Premier League will return when the Premier League returns. I don't know if it'll be next weekend, the weekend after. What happens with the European games? Obviously, if the games midweek get called off, I won't cover those because they won't be happening. But we will return with the United cast when the team returns to the pitch. However, that's going to... Whatever day, whatever game that's going to happen, I'll be waiting and we will be back. Uh, but in, the, in, in the meantime, entertainmenttalk.org, podcast platforms, entertainment talk, TV, games, films, main night podcast. Take a look at all of what we're doing at the moment. Uh, Black Adam preview today that I put out as well um, for that. And we've got a bunch of other stuff happening as well. Keep your eyes out for all that stuff. Uh, for all that, gaming talk podcast on Sunday. Look out for that as well. Um, so there's all that stuff. Um, if you want to support us in other ways, you can tell other people about what we're doing. Simply just tell them what we do and where they can find us so tell them about that uh social media you can share the episodes around on your social media platforms of choice if you want to do that as well 
So uh, take a look at that. Patreon, $5, $10 level tier for the ad-free podcast review options. Have a look at that as well if you'd like to. Uh, if you're TV and the film news, geektown.co.uk, Geektown Radio, Geektown Radio episodes drop on Tuesdays. Have a look out for those. Renewals, cancellations, pickups, air dates, all that type of stuff. Bex is over on Twitch, Trista B-Y-T-E-S. You can go and give her a follow over on Twitch, Twitter and Instagram for all of her different content. Uh, classic games, retro streams, Tomb Raider, chat streams, all that good stuff. Me, Twitch, eTalk UK um, for all of our different gaming streams. If you miss those, the FIFA Kermit episodes, all the game clips, YouTube, Entertainment Talk players. There's some Last of Us Part 1 stuff that's gone up over there. Thanks for listening. Very disappointing about these two players, but we will move on. It is what it is, and uh, I should be back soon. See you then. Goodbye, and thanks for listening. See you next time.